Hi guys, my name is Gordon from Hope Church Sittingbourne. It's been great to worship Jesus. Now, some of you, you'll be cooped up indoors, so I thought I would come outside. I'm just down Grove Park, and it's a lovely day. So I thought this is where we come, look at the Word of God. I've got it just printed out on a piece of paper. And so I'm just going to walk around. I'm going to read what it says in Matthew 25. So if you've got your Bibles at home, you might want to look at Matthew 25. And we're going to be reading verses 31 through to 46 and so what we're going to be looking at is Jesus's words to his disciples for many of us we'll be wondering what on earth is going on across the nations not just in our own nation but it brings an immense sense of fear and we're not really sure how we should respond and I think there are some great encouraging words from Jesus that we can listen to and use to refine our thinking just going to read this we'll just find somewhere comfy to sit and do that so Matthew 25 verse 31 through to 46 and we'll read it all through But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence and he will separate the people. As a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, he will place the sheep to his right and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply... Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it, for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. So I'm just going to take a moment to pray as we ask the Holy Spirit to explain to us what the word of God is saying to us right now. You might want to join me at home. King Jesus, we thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. We thank you that the Spirit of God loves the Word. He helped to write it. And so, Lord, we thank you that you are the living Word. And right now, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would illuminate these words to us, that they would resonate in our hearts, in our minds, and in our body, and that you would change and transform us to be more like you. For your glory, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, let's carry on walking. The weather's turned a little bit, it's getting a bit windy, look, as you can see. So hopefully it's not going to affect the sound too much. Firstly, Jesus here is called the Son of Man. 
coming in his glory and all of the angels with him and he's sat on a glorious throne so this is talking about Jesus and so I think just the starting, starting point coming out of the blocks sort of punching really like asking God what are you saying I, I genuinely think that God wants us to be reminded that Jesus is the king who sat on the throne he's not just a man but he's the king of all eternity And he is sat on a glorious throne with all of the heavenly hosts, with angels around him. Friends, if we could see what that looked like, man, that would really change our hearts. That would really lift us up. That would give us a completely different perspective. When we talk about angels and things like that, it makes us kind of think, oh, you know, like, are we talking about fairy tales and unicorns and things like that? Friends, I want to tell you, there is a spiritual reality that is far greater than the reality that we live in right now than what we're feeling and what we grasp and all the things that we hold dear to, like this wooden bench next to me that I could literally touch and see and feel. We think that stuff's real, but yeah, actually we're told that the eternal reality, our spiritual reality, where angels are, where the Father is right now, that is what Jesus represents, a whole new kingdom. And we can know that place now because he's the king of that kingdom. That's kind of the starting point, really, for us to think, okay, what are we looking at? We're actually looking at something right at the end of time here where Jesus is seated on the throne and all of the nations are gathered to him. And it says that he, he splits that crowd into two, a bit like sheep and goats. <laughs> And the sheep he puts to one side and the goat he puts to the other side. And the sheep are the ones that love him. The sheep are the ones that are close to him. The sheep are the ones who have listened to his voice and they've tended to him. They've done the work that Jesus did. And the goat are the ones that basically looked after themselves. And there's a few things that he says here and I just want to unpack these and I want to just talk about them for a moment. So the sheep are at his right hand and the goats are at his left hand. Right now, we could be thinking about everything that's going on in life and we could be getting quite fearful and quite scared. And we could be thinking, hang on a minute, you know, if if this is serious, potentially I might not be here soon. Friends, have you ever thought about your soul? Have you thought about the condition of your soul? And if you were to pass away, I know it's a horrible way to think, but if you were to pass away, what would your eternal reality be? We're told here the picture of an eternal reality with God is being in the presence of Jesus. That's the sheep. They follow the good shepherd. And the eternal reality for the goats is that they're actually cast away out of his presence and they have to live an eternity without him. And that's called eternal punishment, being away from the love and life of Jesus, the love and life of the Father. When we reject God, we reject his love and his life. And we embrace darkness. The king says to those on his right-hand side, you're going to inherit the eternal kingdom. And the very reason they inherit that is because they do the works of Jesus. They put their faith in Jesus. They embody Jesus. They represent and replicate Jesus in their day and age. I was hungry and you fed me. Friends, I'm sure you've seen that in supermarkets, you can't get anything. You can't even get a toilet roll. You know, who on earth thought that toilet rolls would start selling on the black market? It's crazy. This morning, my wife, Natalie, she went to the supermarket and she said that as soon as the fresh chicken was being put on the shelves and by someone that worked in the store, people were flocking around them like sort of vultures around me, trying to grab as much as they could to put in their trolleys and it was all gone in moments. Friends, this is crazy. People are literally hungry. There are elderly people stuck indoors who aren't able to get out and feed themselves. And if they're lucky enough to be able to get out to the supermarket, there's no food for them to be able to get. It's like, you know, Cheerios or nothing. 
there are food banks that are literally trying to figure out our local Sittingbourne food bank. And I know the Sheppey food bank that Matt and Helen Spockier serve with, with the Sheppey Gospel plant and the Ignite project over on the island. They're having to radically rethink how they care for the most needy people in our communities. They're not able to actually have people dropping in to collect food. They're having to think about how they deliver food. And whilst we're all thinking of ourselves, these people are completely being overlooked, the most needy and vulnerable in our society. And Jesus said, when you were hungry, you fed me. And what we see is when we feed those who are overlooked, the least of these, it says, when we fed them, we're actually feeding Jesus. It's one thing saying that we worship Jesus, but it's another thing actually putting our lives in line with that and putting it into action. Jesus says, I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. Friend, I I firmly believe that in our day and age, right now, there are people who are thirsting for the knowledge and wisdom of God. They are living in fear. And the one thing that we've got as believers right now is hope. Jesus, like my friend Clyde Thomas says, is like hope on a rope. And there are people in perilous situations and we can literally put that rope out and say, I know a living hope. Jesus is my living hope. And he's not going to make all your problems go away, but he's going to give you a peace in your heart and an eternal hope in your own salvation that your soul in him is well. If you can make Jesus the cornerstone of your life, then friends, you know what? It's all going to be okay. And even if in this tangible reality that we're living in right now, if it all goes to pot and things go terrible and we lose our very lives, it's not about here and now. We're just passing through. This place isn't our final destination. This place is actually how we find Jesus and find our way. He's the way and the truth and the life. It also says in these verses that Jesus says, for I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. Now, right now, friends, we're being told to social distance and it's really easy for us to put out the barricades, but there's an encouragement that Paul says in the New Testament that we should not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And so I really want to encourage you, don't distance yourself in such a way that you're actually completely isolated. Like we can use things like this, online technology, to meet together, to commune together. And Jesus is saying, actually, when we invite people into a relationship with ourselves, when we literally invite people into our homes, we're actually entertaining him. We're giving him hospitality. We've literally just moved home. And I know there are people in our streets who are lonely, who are vulnerable. And we're in a situation we can't invite them around the dinner table right now, but I can go and knock on their front door. And I can go and let them know that I care for them. There are some great initiatives going on in our local community, and I'm sure in your local community, where people are putting cards and bits of paper through the door saying, hello, my name's Gordon, I live at this address, and I'm new in town, but I just want you to know that I want to be a good neighbour. Now, if you need your medication picking up or some shopping doing, or if you just need someone to talk to on the phone, then please let me know. Here's my phone number. If you get sick in the next few days and you need to self-isolate, I'm going to look after you. I'm here for you. Just keep the number to one side and use it if you need it. And then we, all of us can do that, friends. All of us can do that. That is a great way of inviting people into our home. Strangers then become friends. We build community with Jesus' heart right at the centre. Jesus says, I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Friends, these last two, I was sick... <laughs> the wind's really picking up. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. I think these two things, I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Friends are really powerful. I'll tell you why. Now, I know due to social distancing and self-isolation and stuff like that, we're trying to, as a, as a community, as a nation, we're trying to keep those numbers as low as possible. But the reality is some people are going to get sick. 
And like Boris Johnson said just a few days ago, that we're going to likely lose people in our families ahead of their time. Now, when I hear words like that, my heart straight away goes to think about my family, my mum and my stepdad, they're, they're vulnerable, slightly older, and they've got underlying health conditions, and my heart goes to them. I'm not able to visit them. I'm not able to really protect them. I realise how weak and feeble I am and how I can't protect those that I love. And so it says, when people are sick, we went to visit them. And when we were visiting them, we were caring for Jesus. Friends, I think there's a real sort of time for us right now to have a bit of an initiative where we could care for people. Hey guys, check this out. I've got a visitor. Look, it's a little doggy just come up to visit me, which is great. <laughs> right, let's go back to the point. So there are going to be a lot of people that get sick. And I think the whole thing of imprisonment, we might not be going into literal prisons, but there are people who are in prison due to self-isolation. I know some people, even in our small church, that isolation and being at home and not having physical contact with people is going to drive them crazy. Now, for all of us who are slightly introverted, you know, we're probably loving the fact that we get to hide away at home and not meet too many people. But for some people, not just extroverts, but for some people, this season is going to be really difficult. And so there's a real opportunity for us to reach out and build community even when we're isolated. Friends, I want to encourage you to pick up the phone. I want to encourage you to knock on neighbours' doors. I want to encourage you to reach out to people on social media and other community groups and just try and be a great neighbour. That's the best thing you can do right now. And actually, as we do that and we start to think of ourselves less and we think of others more, what we're doing is we prioritise other people. We're starting to embrace the life of Jesus. Friends, in this season, if we just look after ourselves and our own interests and completely neglect those that Jesus is saying we need to be looking out for, then friends, we're just like the goats and we deserve no place in the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God, we don't earn our way into it by being a good person. But Jesus here in these words says, actually, when the spirit of God is at work in you, when you've given your life to Jesus, when you realize that you're utterly sinful and far from God and that you need to be reconciled to God and made whole again, that the spirit of God comes into you and makes you a different person. You become like Jesus. And so if we profess to be Christians, but yet we're not able to think beyond ourselves and live beyond ourselves and pray beyond ourselves, then we have to actually question what is the Spirit of God doing in us? And is the Spirit of God actually at work? And so friends, I'm not saying it's easy. For me, it's a really challenging season. We could just close the door and look after our family. And friends, I really want to encourage you right now, what could you do? How can I literally go and care for the sick? How can I visit the imprisoned? How can I feed people who've got nothing to eat? I think these are words that Jesus has shared which are for us today. Maybe just right now, close your eyes for a second and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, who would you have me go and engage with? There may be friends you've not spoken to for a very long time that the Holy Spirit might be saying, actually, could you pick the phone up and have a conversation with that person, offer reconciliation, offer a virtual hug. Let them know you're thinking of them. Holy Spirit, would you help us right now to think of the people that you would have us drive towards. Those who are hungry, those who are thirsty, those who need clothes, those who need care and attention and presence. Lord Jesus, we ask you, would you give us those things that we would be able to give them? Where we feel we've got nothing to give, Lord, I thank you that here you show us actually we are very privileged and we have got so much to give. And so friends, that's what the word of God says. I really want to encourage you to chew it over and mull it over. I'm going to sign off now. You've done great listening to me, but we'll just hear a few little messages from a couple of other people. Love you guys.